You are listening to the Young Black Travelers Podcast. Black voices conversing on experiential travel. Dedicated to creating a global community of travelers. Be bold, be inspired, be spontaneous. We are YBT. Wow, welcome listeners to welcome listeners to another episode and a new season of the Young Black Travelers Podcast. My name is Asher Cunningham and I am the founder of Young Black Travelers. You know what? We are so excited to honestly be doing these video podcasts with you, um, the audio podcast as you have been listening to all these seasons, and we're stepping into a new lane um here with video. But you could see on your screen we have Someone like we always do on our podcast, a new guest, um, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. So, Herbert, I'm going to pass it over to you to intro yourself. Thank you, Asha. Good evening, folks. Uh, my name is Herbert Sinieri. I'm the director for academic advising in the Cornell Public School at CCNY, which is actually Asha's alma mater. Um, yes, I'm a graduate of CCNY and Cornell Public School. Yes, proud graduate of CCNY and the Powell School. Listen, and that was actually my introduction to travel, um, study abroad. Um, well, not travel, but study abroad and discover the world. Um, hence why we have these conversations to really encourage you, our listeners, to go and explore your world. And Herbert, we're going to talk about, I guess, his introduction to CCNY and his introduction to working with students who've studied abroad. Um, so, yeah. So listen, Herbert and I actually used to work together at the City College of that's New right, York. That's, that's, right, that's, that, right. that's literally how we <laughs> met. Um, you know, we worked in at the Powell School, uh, my alma mater. Um, but Herbert is also a Dominican, not a person from the mid. Now I'm saying it. I, I, I'm confused. I'm, I'm going to be confused now. Not from the Dominican Republic, but Dominica. You know, and people usually confuse them. So, Herbert, before we get into the conversation, tell us a little bit about Dominica and what you think our listeners probably may want to know about Dominica. Well, actually, it's not too far from St. Vincent, right? And it's part of the Windward Chain of Islands. Um, it's called the Nature Island of the Caribbean. In terms of square area, it's about 300 square miles. Population about 70,000. But most of the population is coastal because it's a very rugged island. As you know, Vinci, St. Vincent is rugged. But from what I know, Dominica is, is even more rugged than the terrain. There are a lot of mountains. There are nine active volcanoes. I know you have one that's active also. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We have the world's second largest border lake. So when people think of the Caribbean, they think of beaches and sand and sand. But Dominica's coast is very rugged. There's some beaches, but not like, let's say, Antigua or the Coral Islands, where you have lots of um, sandy beaches. The coast tends to be more rugged. Mm. The industry was an agro-based industry. It shifted to tourism slightly. But most of tourists coming to Dominica tend to be eco-lovers, so people are into hiking. Mm-hmm. There are not many large resorts. They tend to be more boutique hotels in Dominica. Got you. All right. Listen, so we, we, we're, we're going to learn a little bit more about Dominica as we get into this conversation with Herbert. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the meat of the conversation and just explore studying abroad and Dominica with Herbert. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. 
So welcome back from our break. Again, we have Herbert here with us. Uh, you know, Herbert and I have known each other for quite some time. Um, you know, I've always <laughs> known that Herbert is a proud Dominican. Um, and interestingly, we're, we're, we're having this conversation around Dominica and his introduction to the City College of New York through the study abroad program. So Herbert, um, tell us about, I guess, your experience um, hosting this student um, in Dominica? Because I, I, I asked that because when I studied abroad in Argentina, I actually, yeah, so I stayed with, um, I stayed with a, a family, family, a whole yeah. family. Um, you know, I've never really talked to someone on the other end who have hosted. I just know that when, you know, I went, you know, obviously they spoke just Spanish and, you know, we interacted as much as we could. Um, but what was the experience like for you as a host um, in Dominica? So I'll actually go back to when I actually got introduced to CCNY. I want to study architecture and there's no program of architecture in UWE, which is the University of the West Indies. So I had to come either North America or I was thinking maybe England. And there was also a possibility of going to Cuba. But at mm. the time, the government of Dominica did not recognize or give difficulty for students returned from Cuba. So that shifted my vision, maybe going to England and coming to the U.S. It so happened that a group of students who were doing study abroad from City College visited my sixth home college in Dominica. And one of the students was a student of architecture. So I got to meet him and talk to him about the architecture program at CCNY. So that encouraged me to apply to City College. Wow. So that's how I started at City College. And during my first semester, I met a friend who's actually one of my best friends right now. He's mm. from, actually from Portugal, and he was studying film at C CCNY. Wow. And a couple, uh, maybe two years after I started at City, City College, there's a, a program, a study abroad program coming to Dominica, mm. which my friend signed up for. Just at the time I was, I was going home to visit my family. So I actually hosted my friend. And was part of the group when they went touring the island. I would uh, meet with them. The local historian in Dominica was a good friend of mine. That's Leonard County Church. He's actually one. When I was actually coming to study architecture, before I came up here, I had a good friend from Trinidad. Incidentally, my family's both from Dominica and Trinidad. Half my family's from Trinidad. My dad's had a family from Trinidad. Ah, you're Trini. So, Trini yeah, Dominica. So there was, <laughs> so there was a, this friend who was from Trinidad, but studying in Dominica, and we went to school together, and we were both going to study architecture. Mm. However, before going to come to study architecture, we did a couple of tours of the Caribbean. So we went to St. Kitts Nevis, uh, Antigua, Guadeloupe, Martinique, um, Barbados. Um, we did a tour looking at, at, at different Caribbean architectural styles. And mm. the local historian um, was friends with um, folks with historical sites for the island. So back then, there was no email. It was a letter writing. So he wrote letters of introduction to me. So I'll take this handwritten letters to the folks in islands that I'd visit uh, as the historians. Mm -hmm. And got to, I got to meet them and interact with them. So that's what my um, sense of traveling through the Caribbean. But even before that, my... Dad worked in Antigua at the time uh, in the oil refinery. So I was always going back and forth to Antigua. Mm. And since my family stretched from 
St. Martin, down to Trinidad, Guyana. I was always visiting the island, so traveling was something that is part of me. Wow. I don't hear St. Vincent in there. Well, I've got St. Vincent also. Yeah, I've got St. Vincent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, well, your family certainly spans the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this, 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 this is really good to know. I mean, I, you know, when, when we talk about, and, and when we talk about to most people and when we recognize how their love of travel and their global awareness um, begins, we recognize mm. that these exposure happens early, right? Um, yeah. Sometimes it's in college. Sometimes it's their families who are traveling yeah. um, that grow that love. And I, that, that's the whole mission of YBT, right? We really want to inspire young people, especially young people who probably may be in the inner cities who do not have the experience like you and I may have had. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I flew on a plane for the first time, I think when I was probably young, younger than 10, right? Um, yeah. But there are people who we, bo- we, we both may have worked with who probably have never been on a plane, who may have never left the state of New York. Um, but it's encouraging to hear stories like yours, which is an addition to why the work that we do is so yeah. pivotal, because early exposure is important. Wow. Thank you, Herbert. So when you hosted y- your friend, yeah, what did you observe? Like maybe the, the shock, the culture shocks, if any, that he may have had about Dominica, maybe different things that he may have been thinking about Dominica that he may have found that wasn't so. Talk about that. So a part of it um, is just experiencing the ruggedness of the island, and the greenness of the island. Um, I have an aunt actually who lives in a village um, close to the Caribbean, no longer Caribbean, no called Kainago Reservation. Mm-hmm. So he actually visited the indigenous folks of the island and experienced how they lived, um, their culture. That's just something that he experienced because most people think of the Caribbean and they don't realize that there are still folks who are indigenous mm. in the region. And yeah. Not only in Dominica, in Vinci, you have folks who are indigenous mixing with folks who came from Africa also. Yeah. So the whole yeah. Garifuna history comes from St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. So in Dominica, whilst he visited me, apart from the arranged tours, he stayed with an aunt of mine in a village which was on the border of the Kalinago Reservation. So we'd take walks down to the reservation and just experience life with the indigenous folks. So that was something that he experienced previously. Wow. Wow. I'm happy you said there's a few things you said that is pretty pivotal here, right? Because as you said, when most people think of the Caribbean, they're thinking sun, sea, sand, beaches, all of that. Um, We don't necessarily think of like the Dominica probably not having a rugged nature to it. We probably I think whenever people think the Caribbean, they just think it has all beaches. So you're talking about the nature part. And that was probably the shock that he experienced. And I'm also sure probably the nature too. And as you said, the Carib, the Carib, and, and, and fresh produce. Um, you go in the backyard and the dry coconut with your knock coconut, grated coconut, it's coconut, <laughs> bananas right off the tree, fresh fruits all over the place. And he, oh. he, he still talks about that experience of the taste of the fresh produce and the foods. 
Mm, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I mean, Dominic could be in the nature aisle of the Caribbean. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure what you said must has to be true, right? And does does Dominica do, do a lot of farming? Is is it? The, it's not the breadbasket of the Caribbean. Who is? So a bunch of islands. If you look at Dominica, it's still it's the uh, agricultural production is still there, but not as what it was when I was growing up. So you still right now you find a lot of imported items coming in. Mm-hmm. But still, in terms of the Caribbean, it's one of the islands where you have a lot of um, local produce still being supplied to other islands. I mean, the Antigua, some the French islands, and um, Saint Kitts Nevis. Saint Vincent also produces a lot of, of produce that supplies the some other islands. Even Trinidad, Grenada, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. As you know, Vinci, you have a lot of our roots, mm-hmm. Dominica, a lot of citrus, dashing, banana still, Grenada, spices, mm. cocoa. We all come together so, as a collective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so yes. We're one island, but then we, we all have, we all have something special, but we all have a greater force together. We all have a shared history. Yes, yes. Um, and what would you say? So when, when you took um your friend um or the, the study abroad student to now experience the now Kalinago, as we call them, their their village, what would you say was probably the most shocking, surprising thing that you remember he him learning in that experience? Just uh the ruggedness, the uh, some of it the sparseness of the of the land. Because mm. We come from New York, um, we are from Portugal. There's a lot of development taking place there, right? But then it's still at that period, that period, there's still a sparseness and emptiness and a ruggedness to the, to the island. The, yeah, yeah. So you go from the urban center, but then going to the villages, you go for long periods of time when all you see is the river, mountains, and a green, and, uh, and, and, and you drive through the, Canopy of the rain, of the rainforest. <laughs> yeah. So, so I it, guess it's majestic. It's majestic. It's majestic. And and the Kalinago yeah. people or the Carib people, they are in what part of Dominica? Uh, they, they are, are they... in the southeast end of the island. That's mm-hmm. where the reservation is. However, mm-hmm. there are pockets in different parts of the island. So there are different areas where there are people who are descendants of the indigenous folks. But then the main reservation is on the east coast. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so uh, if a, so, thinking about students who um may be interested in studying abroad, um, yeah, and probably let's say we're 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 gonna think that Dominica may be a destination that they should visit. What are things that you would say to them, or probably say to a study abroad program that they should ensure that students um take from that experience, particularly from a Dominican perspective. So the range of things, um, understand the culture, understand the history, um, the complexity of that history, uh, issues of colonization, decolonization, enslavement, but resistant to enslavement. Mm. So learn about marinage, uh, learn uh, freedom wasn't just given, it was fought for. Um, mm. Understand that the connectivity with those issues, it didn't just break and that's the end of it. There are things that we struggle with right now that comes from that history. Mm. That there's a connection to what's happening right now to that past. Wow. 
that's that's good that's good and so let, let's let's go into i guess back to dominica from where we started in the beginning and i guess why should someone outside of studying abroad um i know dominica now has um direct flights from the united states from miami on american airlines uh, i think daily um so Thinking about the American tourists, the tourists globally, because American Airlines is a global airline um, and you can connect from the UK to Miami and get to Dominica, right? So why should someone think and consider a visit in Dominica? What makes Dominica unique? What makes it special? Maybe even what makes it different from most of the Caribbean islands? What sounds most for me is the natural beauty of the island, uh, but also the culture that um, we, we bring forth. Um, the music that comes from Dominica right now is Bouillon, but before that, we had what we had called Canada Slipso, which actually was a mixture that's come from the 70s of Haitian compa music and wow. Calypso from Trinidad. So Dominica has been an exponent. It's a small island, but in terms of the musicality coming from that island has been amazing. Um, mm. It's been a big producer from the 70s with brands like Gramax, Exile One, and, and tons of what happened would happen. Um, a number of groups would go to the neighboring islands, Guadeloupe, Martinique, to the recordings and the influence of um, French compa music. The connectivity of the Caribbean comes together in several ways, and it shows you have compa music from Haiti and Calypso from Trinidad that influence and Dominica making its own. Um, actually, just recently with the development of the musical form called Bouillon Music in Dominica, we have um, um, that big um, hit a couple of years ago with Skinny Fabulous from St. Vincent and a producer from Dominica with that song Family and that whole group of guys from Trinidad. So. You have got some opposition from Dominica, somebody from St. Vincent, and a whole Trinity crew creating wow. something. So so you see the connectivity of the islands. But beyond that, um, in terms of its carnival, Dominica is has a spontaneous carnival. Mm. Same time as Trinidad. Uh, okay. So it's, it, in terms of the market, it's not as big as Trinidad. But in terms of the festivities leading to the, the carnival, it's, it's amazing. Oh, um, you have the whole series of Calypso tents. Um, the steel band is not as big as it used to be, but we have mm. something called Lapo Cabwit. And wow. Dominica, uh, in terms of language, we have an Afro-French Creole spoken. Similar to what's spoken in St. Uh, Lucia, it's understood. We can understand folks from Haiti. Um, also, Guadeloupe, Martinique, Seychelles. So there's that Wow. Two genesis of African languages, uh, French coming together. Um, so Lapokabwit means um, the skin of the goat. So we had those drums in that period. So they had this drum, is percussion groups going for the streets before the actual carnival, um, what we'll have, say, practice. So mm. before the actual jump up festival, you're have to remember and figure out how you're going to jump up, right? Lapo Cabway. Right. So it's an excuse to have a good time. Wow, wow. Listen, Herbert, 
This is good. And, and that's why we do these podcasts, right? I mean, yeah, we started from the study bar perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now we get, we, we, we get into the culture, have gotten into the cultural aspect of Dominica. Uh, what you just said, I don't think a lot of people think about, well, for, I would say, I don't know if a lot of people know much about Dominica, right? Because, yeah. you know, people usually confuse, we're confusing with yeah, Dominican yeah. Republic. Um, but also we talked a lot about the, the cultural, com- um, diversity of the Caribbean, right? Mm-hmm. And you've just pointed out the, the the closeness to Dominica, to St. Lucia, to Haiti, um, to the French islands, right? Martinique and Guadeloupe, which is, I think, is an interesting and important um, classification. You know, even though Dominica is an English island now, and when you learn about all this, you probably recognize the deep yeah. history as to why all of this came about, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. here is an island that speaks English, has this um, French Creole history. You, I'm sure that's a lot of things that people, when you go to Dominica, you may want to learn. And even before you go, try to learn about. Because what you just said is pretty important. I've, I actually didn't even know you guys had your own music, you know. What yeah, is it yeah, called? Booyah, booyah. Booyah, booyah. You should look it up. Uh, yeah, booyah. And previous to that, we had what do you call Caras Lipso. Caras Lipso. Caras Lipso. Yeah. Caras and Calypso. Spell it. Caras Lipso. Yeah. Okay. Caras Lipso. Okay. Wow. This is, listen, thank you, Herbert, for that. I mean, I've I've been educated today, and hopefully the listeners, you learned something new today. So I would say, honestly, based on what we just learned, this is, I think, a reason why you may want to go to um, Dominica. Um, the truth is, when, he, when I think about an island like St. Vincent, um, who whose history with the French started way, I would assume, way before um, Dominica or ended way before Dominica because the English would have obviously colonized St. Vincent ages before. And and I'm sure your colonization is later, hence why all of your language and all of that happened. Is that so? so? Similar to St. Lucia, you have the back and forth between the English and the French. Mm -hmm. So although although it's actually colonized by the English in later years, there's still influence of so of the French because of the time that the French spend there. Um, so if you look at place names in Dominica, simply you might have Soufria in Dominica, in Saint Lucia, and in Saint Vincent. Ah. With, with, so, and in Guadeloupe also, yeah, there's a Soufria. That was going to be one of my later yeah, questions yeah. to you. Why? It's, it's, it's influence. Yeah, it's influence. Yeah. So it's the French influence, why right. the French has yeah, named name. yes. all of these um, islands Soufri- I, uh, and these volcanoes yeah, Soufriere. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So before we close this segment, Herbert, um, so just tell us some of the major tourists. Um, sites that a person should look out for in Dominica um, when they visit, that they should put on their list? Certainly. Um, if you're a hiker, trekker, one place you have to visit is the Boiling Lake. That's the world's second largest Boiling Lake. It's a three-hour tr- trek from the village up to the, that Boiling Lake. And you have to go through the Valley of Desolation, um, through rivers. and it's a, But when you get there, it's an amazing site. Wow, uh, the, boil, the boiling lake. The boiling lake. Okay. Uh, the the Trafalgar Falls, and the several because of the terrain and the number of rivers we have, 
there's Indian River, uh, if you like, um, um, Stockton, there's a Champagne, um, there are a bunch of places. Um, uh, if you're into history, there, there's Carbrits and Fort Shirley. Um, we also have, in, in terms of history, the Jaco Flats, and Jaco Flats was where Jaco was a maroon, had set up a camp. So it's in the interior of the island, in a rugged area. And mm. what these maroons did, um, they built, um, they cut um, steps into the rock to get to their um, site, to the campsite. Good. Wow. So it, this island is good to visit the historic sites, uh, natural sites. And also um, the Kainago Reservation, where you can visit and look at the traditional houses um, and craft and arts of that culture. Wow. Listen, Herbert, um, as I've said before, Dominica was on my list before, but I think even today when I was doing some research, I had not heard about the Boiling Lake. And so now I think, honestly, for me, that's one of the things like I really want to go see. Get your ticket, get your ticket. <laughs> Listen, it's booked. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> uh, because I think this is probably what, I mean, we have a volcano, but, you know, I, I mean, it, it seems very yeah. different from what we have, right? So, yeah. um yeah, so listen, if you haven't added Dominica to your list, hopefully after this conversation, you are going to consider adding Dominica to your list. And also, if you are a young person who is in college, or not just a young person, if you're in college and you are <laughs> thinking about studying abroad or just want a cultural experience, I think you should consider studying abroad. Um, and maybe they have a program in Dominica. So check with your college and see what is out there. Um, so we are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap this entire conversation up with Herbert on Dominica. So stay tuned. So welcome back um, to the close of this episode. Thank you for sticking with us through this entire conversation. Hopefully you have learned a lot about Dominica and studying abroad, right? Um, but I'm sure most of you are seeing me wearing this hoodie. Um, just know that YBT has merch. Maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast, all the merch will be gone. But just stay tuned. We'll have a bunch and a set of new merch that will be coming sometime soon for the summer season. So stay tuned for that. These are our gold and black hoodies. And for the summer season, we'll have a new set of merch for you. But like we do on all of our episodes here at Young Black Travelers, we take the time to shout someone out. They could be a follower, but we usually want to shout someone out from the island, the, the place that we are talking about. And today, I think it just makes sense to shout someone out from Dominica and, you know, doing a little bit of search. I found this um, Instagram page. It's called Nature Island Nikki and it's N-A-T-U-R-E underscore island underscore N-I-K-K-I. And she is a, a Dominican and she is she was called to um, the bar. Um, she's Dominican. Um, she works as a lawyer, um, but she has amazing pictures and photographs of her travels and some many of them in Dominica on her page. So if you probably want, want to learn a little bit more about the island, the beautiful nature isle 
of Dominica. Just go on over to her page and, you know, get all the information you need there. And maybe she'll also be able to help you if you can't get on to Herbert. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so listen, um, Herbert, I guess the last few questions for you before we close this episode of our podcast. Um, you know, I know Dominica is obviously just opening up itself to tourism um, because it was, um, just like St. Vincent, it was focused on agriculture. Um, And so Dominica is, as we talked about earlier, the nature isles of the Caribbean. And so do you think, with knowing this, um, and, you know, we've heard many times that tourism can damage, you know, certain ecosystems, Do you think that Dominica should open up um, maybe on a large scale um, as, you know, people would be hoping now that it has pivoted to tourism? Um, What's your take on that? It's complicated. Um, There are a lot of people who think that there should be an international airport and access for direct flights. Mm -hmm. But the consequences to that development, um, you don't build an international airport and not expect the development of a tourism and hotel industry and that means access to certain lands is going to be lost and folks are going to get displaced uh you look at a place like san lucia and the development of the beaches and coast and the access of a local population to something that you could walk through freely so on one hand, it's majestic. It looks uh, we name it development, but development for who and who has access to this limited hotel? Uh, getting a, a, a drink, getting food is not what somebody local can afford. Hmm. Um, so it means you are the service to somebody who comes to use that facility. So there are jobs. But what kind of jobs does it provide? So it's something that has to be fully understood that if you go to go in that direction, there's consequences. So how do you mitigate these changes? Mm. Who do you serve? Whose facility is it? Who's making the money? And where's that money going to? Is it staying local? Is it is it going out? Does that mean that if you build this? resort that you tap into a local farmer who has local produced or are you importing the items used in that facility so Mm. there are several ways to look at it i know there's some resorts in dominica where there's connection with some local farmers but then to what extent can they supply on a regular basis and what has to be imported wow so wow. it has to, you, you have to think of that development in a careful way. Uh, you don't build an international airport that's going to be a white elephant. Several of the islands have these international airports, but they have to pay the airlines to to sustain that travel because you can't island hop on a jet. Mm-hmm. So we have to think as a region, what might be the best way the airlift to get it to an island to make it sustainable for the airline industry means you have to market in such a way to build a certain number of people down to this place. 
That means you have to have X number of hotels to serve, to accommodate these people. So how can we, we think more strategically as a region um, that folks can maybe come to one island and then have inter and travel from region, to, from island to island? They all have something special to offer. So rather than market just, I'm Dominica, I'm St. Vincent, I'm St. Lucia. Think of how we market as a region and even um, think of inter-island travel. Um, growing up, we had Liat, which we know was not the best. It could be frustrating. Your bags would be left and it left when it went, when it, when it wanted. But mm-hmm. it's no longer there. Um, you could live well, it's the it's the there's an iteration of the it there. I, 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 it's, it's thing. So, um, I remember I live in Saint Lucia. I would drive. I live in Sufre in Saint Lucia. I would drive mm. down to Castries to get something, and then I see a cheap flight to Dominica for fifty US. I'll pack my car by my cousin and hop to Dominica for the weekend and then come back. Really? Right now, to get to Dominica from Saint Lucia, I have to go to Antigua. Hope it, it's, it's not easy to get to island hopping is not the same wow and wow. that connection with our region is important that we have that energy we have that historical connection that we maintain it and facilitate travel so for example from Barbados to Dominica it's, it's, it's possibly the same almost the same as from Dominica to, to, to New York hmm. wow so, we have to think of how we can enhance inter-island travel and think long-term and strategically how, if that's the way we go, it's developing a way that we have control of the industry in some way. It's not somebody building some mega hotel. Um, mm-hmm. Some local, We have to have some local control, maybe local boutique hotels, some way mm-hmm. that locals can benefit from that industry in a positive way. Wow. Robert, you 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 said you said a lot of uh, powerful um, points. Um, one of the points that I definitely so your 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 answer to the question is that it is complicated, right? Because when we think of development, development comes with a lot of other things. And I, yeah. you know, we had a whole podcast episode. A lot of what you said is made me think about back to the podcast episode we had about Black Panther and. Digging into the themes of Black Panther. Um, I could see a whole college class being taught (laughs) on Black Panther and all of these things, right? Because a lot of what you said was what we talked about when it even comes to development, who owns the resources and all of these things, right? So it is complicated. Um, Hopefully a lot of the governments answered these questions. Well, the government of Dominica answered that question. But I think another point that you raised that I think is pretty important is and you've echoed this throughout this entire episode is how connected the region is right um and you know right now it is true that the region is at a place where it is not as connected as as it was before yeah and it should be extremely connected and we we literally live in a world where people are more people travel a lot right and we we go to many different places but the, the Caribbean islands or the, the Windward Islands, it's just really hard to get around mm-hmm. these islands or just many places in the Caribbean. So yeah. we need, I guess, the governments of the Caribbean and the people of the Caribbean need to really think 
long and hard about how we can make connectivity um, a true a reality because it is important for tourism it is important for development um, and it's just important for just the culture of the region to um, continue to be where it was Um, thank you for that (laughs) thank you thank you thank you and we should limit the connection just to the English speaking because we have to think of or history, we think of ourselves as different from French, from Spanish, but we're all connected in a way. So we all should learn each other's languages to facilitate mm-hmm. that connection. Correct. No, so you're right. We, we should think of ourselves as being multilingual so you can go to Guadalupe-Matic and interact with our brothers and sisters in this island, go to a Spanish-speaking place and interact with our Afro-Hispanic folks also and experience and deliver them also. Yeah, hence, hence the reason why, again, we do this podcast because we are echoing that traveling is important. And even within the islands, yeah. study abroad is still a thing because I actually remember my yeah. sister studied abroad when she was in St. Vincent. She studied in Martinique. In Martinique. And so okay. maybe there's a thing that, you know, within the islands, we need to continue to enforce the importance, as you just said, yeah. about people going to different places and connecting with each other. Um, and it, again, study abroad is another way that that could be done. Um, Herbert, we are closing this episode and I want to say thank you for joining us today um, on this conversation. And I just want to know, do you have any social, well, any closing words for our listeners? Well, just thank you for inviting me here. And there's something that I encourage my students and our students to do. At the Korean Paul School, we have a holistic approach to getting our students ready. It's not only academics, but one of the things we push is study abroad because it engages students to think outside of the box. It challenges them to explore, to meet others, and to think differently, to be challenged. And with that, you grow. So it's an experience that you'll have with you for a lifetime. It's a memory you do. You, you you travel. You meet people. I was in Brazil over summer, and I made connections. And I'm texting and, and going back and forth with folks right now. I'm actually auditing a, a, a Portuguese class right now, just so I can communicate with with folks. Because if we limit ourselves to just an English-speaking folk. Um, we have to realize the African diaspora is broad. We have folks who speak yeah. Spanish, French, Portuguese, Dutch. So we have to be connected and don't limit ourselves to just one region. Correct, correct. Yeah. Thank you so much, Herbert. And do you, if anyone wants to reach out to you, do you have any social medias that media that they can connect with you on? Yeah, I have an IG, but I haven't updated. I don't update it as much as just. <laughs> So I actually haven't posted anything from Brazil yet, but they can DM me on on my IG page. Definitely, uh, leave, what, drop your IG for that for our I, listeners. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm I'm search for it. I don't use it like that much. Thank you. Roots, uh, Herb Roots Thirteen. Oh, 13. Okay, Herb Roots yes. Thirteen. So if you wanna connect with Herbert, if you have any questions for him. Maybe you have questions about studying at the Colin Powell School, studying at City College. Maybe you want to reach out to Herbert. Um, Maybe you have questions for him about Brazil. Maybe you have uh, questions for him about um, Dominica. Then you certainly should reach out to Herbert and he will be willing um, and happy to answer you. 
But listeners, thank you for listening to us today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Young Black Travelers podcast. Uh, we want to remind you that even though the pandemic is, well, now they're called, they're, they're about to end it uh, officially here in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and so even what though that, <laughs> whatever that means, right? <laughs> so that's exactly how, that's our point. You still need to be careful. So we here at Young Black Travelers is encouraging you to continue to keep the sanitary practices that we know have kept us safe as travelers um, throughout the pandemic and even before. And if you haven't been doing them, we encourage you to wash your hands all the time. You know, we cover your mouth. And if you feel uncomfortable and if you're sick at any time, wear a mask. This is how we know that we will continue to interact with each other and enjoy the travels that we all love so much. And we want you to know that you can continue to follow us and stay tuned to everything that we're doing here at Young Black Travelers. You can follow us on Facebook at Young Black Travelers, on Instagram at Young Black Travelers Blog, on Twitter at YBT Blog. You can visit our website at www.youngblacktravelers.com. And you can also listen to our podcast on youngblacktravelers.com. And again, be mindful. Be mindful of who's around you. Be careful. And honestly, we're in 2023. So the pandemic, as they say, is ending. So go out, (laughs) live life, enjoy, travel. Have a wonderful day and enjoy. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. Right. (laughs) 